We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Ray. Well, I, one of these days we've got to refresh that. Those shows have all been off the air for a while. Uh, what we're watching, sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Windows. Big winter sale through the month of February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDE or visit goguida.com. Before I get to the show, Ray, did you hear the news? Tony Romo is uh, going to be producing a drama series at Showtime focusing on the business world of professional football. Oh, yeah? I hadn't heard that. Oh, it's going to have so much damn dialogue. <laughs> it's going to be like West Wing with three times the talking. Oh, God. Are you going to bring Aaron Sorkin in to, uh, uh, to work with him? Please. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin is silent Sam compared to Tony Romo. <laughs> uh, by the way, is... by the way, just, uh, off, just as an aside here, yeah. Tony Romo did not have his finest hour in that uh, last, last game he broadcast. No. The end – the end of the game when he's saying, "No, they should let him score here." Yeah, what, are, are you are you out of your mind? What are you talking about? Yeah, let's get down by four points. Yeah, yeah the math did not make any sense. Yeah, we're ahead now, but you know what? Let's let him score. So and then we'll try to come back. Are you Listen, nuts? He was bad in that game. He was terrible in that in that uh, Cowboys game where he was openly rooting for the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. Right. No, he's had a bad year. He he's a guy who started out really well, and I think he's he's gotten really bad uh, and. I mean, I know I'm inclined not to like him, but uh, speaking honestly, he stinks. Yeah, but the uh, but the end but the end of that when when he said that about well, I think you know, maybe she'll let him score here. Yeah. I mean, Jim Nance, well, Jim Nance didn't know what to say. I know. I mean, he was like he was like he was a stunned silence. Uh, like, yeah, are I you know. nuts? Uh, so this show that uh, Romo's going to do for Showtime is a blend of Friday Night Lights and Succession, two shows I really like. Um, the executive producer is the guy who just did the show Yellow Yellow Jackets, excuse me, not Yellowstone, which I like too, but Yellow Jackets, which I reviewed a couple of weeks ago, which is really good, real buzz on that show. Um, and it is in the early stages of development, Viacom CBS owned uh, Showtime. It follows a fictitious first family of football and the play, Jerry Jones. And the players, coaches, and power brokers behind the high-stakes world of America's biggest professional sports. Well, if Romo is producing it, and Romo is, you know, by extension an employee of professional football, I can't imagine it's going to get into the nitty-gritty, right? Wouldn't think so, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to make it, you know, this, this not going to blow the top off football. Anyway, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Okay, so this is what I said to you before. Um, and you said, yes, you've watched a movie or a TV show and you think like, oh, I really like that. And then an hour later, a day or two later, you think, well, that part didn't really hold up. Right. Maybe this plot angle doesn't really make sense. And that was this show. <clears throat> you know, I love British cop shows. Uh, and I've switched my pattern, Ray. I watched a Danish cop show okay. called The Chestnut Man. Uh, and The Chestnut Man is a... A, a bleak, uh, noir, sometimes gruesome, very well done, cops chasing serial killer 
six-part drama on Netflix. Uh, it's from a popular novel called The Chestnut Man, which I got very, I didn't read it, but, you know, sold a lot, a lot of popular reviews. Uh, it's about a murderer who leaves behind little chestnut figurines at the site as his calling card. That's how it gets the name. And the cops can't figure out who he is, although they, they learn his motivation, but they don't know who he is. And it's it's really, to, Netflix is no stranger to this kind of crime novel to TV pipeline. I mean, they've done, as I mentioned last week, they got the they got a whole programming wing devoted to Harlan Coben stories. So this is it. And the Chestnut Man certainly holds your attention. Lots of twists, a couple false leads, very tense, moves fast, good characters. I said gruesome, right? Did I say gruesome? Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, well, my wife, my wife basically watched the entire series looking through a blanket. Like when it, uh, I don't want to give a lot, but this happens early enough. A victim or two gets a hand chopped off. So as a cop drama, and I watch a lot of them, it, it holds up. It grabs your interest. Uh, two challenges for me. One, maybe it's Denmark. Um, the series is dubbed, and I can deal with dubbed. They, they dub so much better than they used to. The acting on a lot of shows that they're dubbing is good. But all of the male characters looked and sounded exactly the same, or like they could at least be brothers. Every character in it was like a thin guy with light brown hair and three days' growth of beard. And they all had the, these quick, hard names, Haig and Hess and Gents and... Ray, it took me three episodes to figure out the good guys from the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And I would have to put it on pause and say to my wife, like, wait, was that the guy who was staring down at the lady at the gym or was that the police forensics guy? Again, maybe it's just me, but I just kept the characters all looked and sounded the same. Uh, and all that said, I enjoyed it right through the end. Uh, Chestnut Man, entertaining, visually well done, tense. And then after I watched The Chestnut Man, Ray, I thought, wait, what about that loose end? Whatever happened to that guy who seemed pretty crucial to the whole plot? Like, he just disappeared in episode four. Like, where, what, what was his story? So lots of questions. So here's, the, here's my bottom line. Mixed review. It's a B-plus as you're watching it. A day or two later, it's a C-plus. It's Ray. It's kind of like, like if you ate too big of a bowl of chili, mm -hmm. like you'd really enjoy it at the time, right? And then the next day you'd have some second thoughts. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> this this show, it's the best I could come up with on the spur of the moment, right? This show, Chestnut Man, is like a a big heaping bowl of chili. Hmm. Well, I kind of like chili. Actually, I like chili too. But there you go. And, I, and I rec I'm recommending the show, but I'm recommending it with a little bit of reservation in that if if you're a stickler for, like, things have to hold together. Right. It doesn't necessarily do so. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, yeah, you but, no, but, I, but again, I I'm, I'm watch it. Chestnut Man on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, Six I mean, what, Danish. What you were saying about uh, the characters, it took you a while to sort out the characters because they all looked alike and sounded alike. And it's they all a, had the same name. Like yeah, Gents and Hess and Hagen. You know, it's yes. I had the same. I had the same problem for about the first three or four episodes of Mayor of Easttown. I thought. I thought. I thought all. The, I thought all the. I thought all. I thought all of the mayor. I thought all of the male characters. Uh -huh. They all were just as you described them. They were all kind of about the same age, looked the same, dressed the same, had the same kind of beard. 
Um, and it took, it took, I was really, I was three or four episodes in before I kind of like, okay, now I've kind of sorted it out. But for a while. Is that a cop or is that a killer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you know, they were, that was, it was, to me, it was very confusing. The one male character who didn't look like anybody was Guy Pierce, who came in and was for, for a brief moment, right. mayor's sort of love interest. Yeah. He yeah. didn't, he, he looked like a total alien in Delaware County. Yeah, well, uh, he would. And probably would in real life. But I mean, as far as the other characters, the ones that were going to stay with you for the whole show, um, I that was a problem for me early in that series. And I, I finally sorted it out, but early on it was a little bit puzzling to me. Yeah, well, there you go. So watch The Chestnut Man, but understand the next day later you'll feel like you ate too big of a bowl of chili. Okay, I'm forewarned. Okay. Jerry in Hatboro, you're on 94 WIP. Jerry. Ah, we had him all that time, and then we lost him. Jerry, call back. We'll get you. Uh, we right, Fortunately, we have a backup Jerry. Oh, good. In Phoenixville. Are you there, Jerry? Gentlemen. There you go. Yeah. There you go. How you doing? Good. We're fine. Called, I've since moved. Hey, Jerry, you're kind of, I, I don't know if you're on a headset or not, but you sound a little far away, if you can improve that. Uh, there we go. Got you okay. off speaker. Sorry yeah, about thanks. that. Good. Actually, calling from New Mexico. Moved since I last called many years ago. The, um, all right, so here, here's my uh, sports uh, conundrum. I think the Eagles roster stinks in comparison to the rest of the playoff teams. And I just want to hear you guys comment on uh, how wise it would be to trade one of those first-round picks for a couple of twos and a three. Because that's the only way I see these guys getting better enough uh, quick to compete next year. So, right, right. Well, you know, Jerry, I, I, um, I don't know that you have to do that. I mean, you've got three first-round picks. You can get, you know, where they're where they're drafting, fifteen, sixteen, nineteen. You know, they've got they've got three first-round picks right there. So, I mean, they can they can get come away with three really good players right there. I don't I don't know that you need to do a trade out or a trade down. To add picks, you got picks. You got plenty of picks. I just, I just think their defense, comparatively speaking, stinks. It doesn't ring of like that that Eagles defense of years gone by. And listen really to what Ray were. just said. You got three first round picks that you can address the defense. Edge rusher, linebacker, safety. Boom. I don't want three. I want five. <laughs> well, the five you get in the second and third round won't be as good as you get in the first round. I mean, they may. I would say this. Less than 50-50 chance that the Eagles end up drafting in those three spots. Ray, agree or disagree? No, I agree. I, uh, I, I don't necessarily like the idea, uh, but knowing Howie uh, and knowing the way he likes to wheel and deal, uh, with all the picks that he's got, I don't see him just sitting there and picking and, and letting, the, letting the draft come to him. I think he's going to wheel and deal. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, you could – Believe me, I, I was I was doing I'm starting to do some of the draft stuff now. Oh, good, good. And there are there are so many there are so many good players, but so many good defensive players in this draft that it really if you if you just stay put 15, 16, 19, you can come away with three really good players. I love that. And and I am not a draft nick, but here's what I have heard, which is this draft is not particularly talented at the very top. It is not particularly talented in quarterbacks. As I mean, I think that's kind of common knowledge. But that, as you just said, there's a lot of good defensive players to take you through the first round. And if all of that is true, well, that's exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't care if the number three pick is good. 
And I don't care if they're good quarterbacks, but if there's enough valuable defenders and we can get three of them, boom. Yeah, I'll just give you two numbers right now. I mean, I just I've been looking over all the all the Senior Bowl stuff and looking back a little bit on East West Shrine game, which played was played this past week, just to try and get a sense of where the draft falls. And I'm trying to slot some players and get an idea of how this draft's shaking out. And right now, uh, my top 25 players, uh, I've got seven defensive linemen and five linebackers. Wow. I mean, that's, that is how many good, like it. really I... good defensive players are there. And believe me, if you, just, if you just stay where you are in this draft, you'll come away with three really good players. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to our doctor from Cooper Bone and Joint. Work a few callers in and go to Best of Tell Us Your Story. Ray and Glenn on 94 WIP. Shive Vintage Sports annual Super Sale is here. Now through Sunday, February 13th, they're taking 30% off on all Throwback Eagles gear online and in-store. So this includes both licensed apparel and originals from Philadelphia artists. So shop now at shibesports.com or at their store at 13th and Walnut in Center City. Sizes and quantities are limited, so act fast and come to visit Shibe Vintage Sports. That's where there's a story in every stitch. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.